Blog Talk Radio. You there? Hello? Okay, this is good. This is good. I can hear you too, Clark. Oh boy. Are we live oh, on the that... air right now? I I do believe that we are live on the air. Well, this is compelling, is uh, isn't it? Absolutely. This is working out absolutely tops. One hundred percent exactly what I expected out of tonight's episode. This is how this is how I plan to start it. Absolutely. So what's going on? All right. 
We are broadcasting live from the attic here in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. And my name's Clark Lawrenson. Uh, I'm the first, uh, number one. You can uh, you can you call want... us here at the Sports Attic. Oh yeah, I don't have that you number should... anymore, Clark. So you're you gonna have to give that seven six zero four five four eight eight three four seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. That is the phone number. Uh, you can also leave us a comment if you're on Facebook. I think we have the Facebook Live going. We'll have to check that out. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Really. I didn't set anything up. So if if it is, it's all you. Okay. Yeah. No, it's all it's all set up. It's ready to it it's on. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna take a look at it right now and just uh see what's up. Oh beautiful. Well today's another lovely day here in uh Chicago. It's uh snowy, it's cold, and uh it just uh keeps going that way. I wish I wish winter would end already. Yeah, you know the snow just kept coming today uh, there was uh what, what do you call that lake effect snow and it just kept falling into the into the late morning into the late yeah, morning. I, there's some big there's some big news on facebook al what's that uh, well you uh you had some very kind words about me on facebook earlier today yeah i feel like you and cooley are staging things over here i haven't had a conversation with scott cooley in months well, okay, well, I, I'm bringing this to the Chicago Police Department. They're, they're going to get to the bottom of this, believe me. They find ways. We'll see what happens. Either you or, either you or Cooley are going to flip, you know? All right, I'm not flipping. I, I right, won't well, be the guy. This time. Most people say that uh, when they walk into uh, a, a meeting with Sipowitz and they end up flipping. Yeah, the good news is that NYPD Blue is now on uh, Amazon Prime. We, we we broke that news last week. That is it is. I fantastic. Am, Did you make the switch? I am, I'm about seven episodes into The Sopranos, and I am about uh, four, five, almost finished with season five of NYPD Blue. Very no, good. I had started uh, it already. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seven episodes in on it too. Uh, Amazon Prime, my, mine anyway. It just starts the next uh, the next round starts up right away. Uh, you don't even have to. It, it's like Netflix. You don't have to do anything to keep watching TV. Seven episodes into what? The Sopranos. Oh, hey, did you? And I'm, uh, did first you time, I'm a first time watcher there, my friend. You is, and I I had forgot how artistic and wonderful that show was. Now, very artistic. did you? Did you see the episode where uh, Tony Soprano has flashbacks of his childhood when he realizes his dad's in the mafia? Yes. Yes, I did. Do you remember there were like three black kids chasing him when he first got off the bus? No, I, I don't recall them. What about what about this? Well, if you go back and you watch... When Tony, he takes the bus to the um, amusement park where he sees his dad end up getting arrested. And right when he gets off the bus, some black kids start like, hey, you don't belong in this neighborhood. And they start chasing him. And then just as about just as they're about to get him, the police pull up and he assumes he's, you know, the police are coming to get him. But they're really coming to get his dad. You know, the black kids run away. One of those black mm-hmm. kids is uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, are you kidding me? 
Wow, that's no. a great catch right there, Larcher. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, no, I missed that. It's Creed. Creed. How, about how old are they? Absolutely, it's Creed. About his age, whatever his age was portrayed as, seven, eight, somewhere in there. It, it has been confirmed. Those of you on Facebook Live, uh, give us a comment, give us a like, or what have you. Of course, you got a great view of uh, Presidente number one, the original number one, uh, George Washington. That there, of course, is a gift from the great Al Larcher. Larcher, thanks for that one. Yeah, that that is an absolute classic uh, piece of American history there. Uh, I got that uh, antiquing through uh, Chicago uh, one day after you moved into your other apartment. I figured I'd give you a housewarming gift, and uh, yeah, worth you, worth you, worth lots of money. I have a question. I'm not saying you did that that in this instance, but I do wonder. Do you consider uh, going through alleys and seeing cool things that are left out and grabbing that? Do you consider that antiquing? It, well, it is, but I wouldn't. Uh, if I see something out in an alley and I want it, I'm going to take it. You know, but I don't sure, actively. I don't actively seek out other people's junk. Right, right. I mean, I, I go to like a. No, I go to a thrift shop maybe once or twice a year. You know, you look around, you see a bunch of shit nobody needs, and then you buy something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you uh, completely there, 100%. Sign. Thank you. Sign me up. I, I, go, through the, I go through the alleys here and there, uh, just driving through my alley, through that alley, whatnot. Uh, also driving down the street today, dibs, man. They're back, Al. I know that's one of your favorite Chicago traditions, dibs. Well, today's the day of the snow, so it's allowed. See, it, it's not a matter of should dibs be allowed or not. It's a matter of abuse of dibs. That's what I can't take. Now, do you consider abusive dibs like if you're still doing it after the snow has melted? Because that's kind of – I kind of give you a pass. And you had shoveled that spot out. I know it's a city property and everything, but you did. You did hard work. Save that for a few days. Then when the snow melts, then let it go. It's a, it depends if the streets are perfectly clear, and uh, then then I think at that point you know you don't get. Here's my deal: you don't get an igloo garage. You don't get to build a garage out of snow. That's not how it works. I wish I could nope. just pick a space on my street and say, "Hey, this is mine." I have a favorite parking spot right off the alley here. I uh, I get it most not. I fall into a pattern. It seems like if I get the spot. I keep getting the spot, but sometimes then the spot, I lose the spot, and then I find another spot, and I keep getting stuck with that spot, waiting for my other spot to open up. I I can understand completely. What if, like, we had snow on the ground for quite some time. Like, I think about three weeks there through January, uh, snow was on the ground. What if you did actually build yourself an igloo over that? Then you had, like, cover for the next couple of days over your car. You You got to give props to that. Like, let that happen, I would think. Yeah, you you let that happen, but as soon as it's it's done, it's done. You know, you don't again. You don't get to keep it. Yeah, uh, the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Addict weather forecast. L. Larcher, there's going to be more snow Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Be careful on that drive to work Wednesday morning, guys. Keep your eyes peeled. There's going to be more snow in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, of course. I fell on ice a couple of we- well last week, and uh, ended up in the hospital with. What they say is bruise the ribs. I don't know if I believe them anymore, but we'll see. 
people were listening to our show, and uh, I heard people asking me like, well, "What's going on? Like, is he all right?" And you, you came out, you, you gave the you gave the story last week, and I appreciate it. But what more and more people kept saying to me was that all Archer, he was in the hospital the day before this podcast. And did he did yeah. he step down? Did he step down? Did he use that as an excuse to not get up and do a podcast? No, that's not who L. Archer is. He's a champion. We made it through that show, and we're back this week. We made it through a couple other obstacles, but we're here. And it's great to hear your voice, I, Al. I just got to I got to put it out there. It really is. I I also have other uh, update news uh, in regards to cancer. Uh oh, uh oh, hang on. In yeah. I want to do it a little more Polvich style. So, so I can only play these drums for so long. Oh, I can't hear the drums. Oh, drums are playing, man. I got I got a drum roll going. Can I oh, break the sure. drum roll? Maybe that's just in your head over there. I, I do not have cancer. That, that is the news. I have Ladies something called, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Lichen amyloidosis. It sucks. It's not good. It's not good news, but it's not cancer yeah, news. I, yeah, cancer sounds worse. Yeah, cancer is definitely worse. This this does not affect the longevity of my life. It just makes my life a little uncomfortable. Well, that makes me happy, I must tell you. Absolutely. Me 100%. being uncomfortable? I, I always figured me being uncomfortable makes you happy. No, you being uh, without, without cancer. That's good. Uh, hopefully, th- there's got to be other things that can then, that can help you with this at least somewhat. But no, he's screwed. Uh oh. Oh my gosh, who is that? It's Little Clark. Oh my gosh. I think we're getting the behind the curtain version here tonight. Uh oh. Of Little Clark. Well, that well, that's not good. You can't have that. I don't know why we're not getting any of your effects. They aren't coming through your your sound bites, nothing. I can hear them in the background. Maybe, maybe. Damn it. Maybe uh maybe it was uh we should have just had you call in anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well Who knows? things are going well. Uh, last night, the WWE had a show where they brought out some new belts. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? I think I think it's something that I want to at least discuss here. What? Uh, what are you, you, are you talking about the I'm ladies' thinking? belts? Yeah, that was that was good to see that they got that they had tag team belts for the first time ever. And uh, the winners of it, of course, were the Boss and Hug Connection. Bailey and Sasha Banks defeated Carmella Naomi, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Nia Jackson, Tamina. The Iconics, of course, that's Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And then the Riot Squad of Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Uh, it went 33 yeah. minutes. It went 33 minutes, which is great. Uh seems like that's a decent amount of time. It wasn't much shorter than the men. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really great way to start off a show. The pay-per-view really didn't have a huge amount of hype going into it. Like, it wasn't the most compelling uh, pay-per-view they've had uh, lineup-wise. And uh, a lot of it was going to depend on the two uh, elimination chamber matches, which, if you don't yeah. know what that is, they take a, 
they take a giant uh, monstrosity of, uh, of metal and steel and carnage, and they place it over the ring, and then they have little pods that uh, they look a lot like my shower, my little shower here, a little stand-up shower. And uh, uh, they they put you in a pod, and uh, if you if you the countdown happens, you get out. If not, they, they might release gases. I don't know, but okay. Are you there? I feel like we just lost Al right there completely, and he was speaking about, of course, he was speaking on the elimination chamber and the match. Uh, and this was for the first ever, the first match of the night of the Elimination Hello. Chamber pay-per-view. Yeah, Al, we got you back. But it was the first match of the night with uh, the first time ever that this new WWE Women's Tag Team Championship would be uh, unveiled. The winners would be the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Now, as we discussed on a previous show, it's not the very first time uh, that there's been a women's tag belt. However... They're giving this a new name with new lineage. The last one was retired back in the 90s, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I don't even remember them. I didn't either until I found myself watching the first ever Royal Rumble, and they were being defended there, and it might have been like the second to last time that they ever yeah. uh, defended them. Yeah. Well, back then, the women were, they were owned by a separate group. You know, they were they were they were brought in by the promoter who was uh, the fabulous Moolah, and uh, those girls, um, you know, they were trained by her. They worked the circuit with her, and I think WWE would just kind of bring them in. And uh, yeah, they they weren't like very the glamour, good. The glamour girls, the glamour girls, and like uh, I remember seeing them as well as like the Dragons was the name of the of the tag team that that beat them for the belts that night of the Royal Rumble. But yeah, the Glamour Girls were not what you see of the uh, women's division today. They were gals uh, no. in their 40s to 50s. Reminded me of a, of a, of a mom or an, an aunt or something, you know? Yeah, like it went from uh, vaguely, um, you know, not that, not that attraction matters, but now you have very attractive women who are also very talented athletes, where back then you had um, ladies and... Um, and it also could be my perception of time. You know, I was like like eight years old, and the lady had like a big '80s hair uh, haircut, and uh, they all they all kind of looked like uh, Reba McIntyre. Some of them looked like Winona, and uh, you just never knew what what you were gonna get. And the matches were designed to be very short, uh, not very productive. Do you are you still getting me? Yeah, absolutely. You're 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 back. You're with oh. us. You've been back for a moment. Hey there, Clark. Yeah. yeah. What's happening? Hello. Hello. I can hear I can hear we can hear you, Al. I'll uh I'll uh reach you through Hello. our other means here to let you know that I can hear you. Uh yeah, my friend. <laughs> Just keep morning. keep rolling. Yes, absolutely. Uh, fucking wonderful it is. Oh, am am I back now? You you've been on the whole time and you Oh great. Can you hear me? <laughs> fucking I can wonderful. hear you now. Fucking wonderful. wonderful. The glamour that girls, was, uh, Johnny Ty and Judy Martin. Oh, beautiful gals. Uh, and then, of course, the gals that I was thinking of were the jumping bomb angel of Norio Tateno and Itsuki Yamazaki. Hi. Hi. Yes, absolutely. 
Japanese women's wrestling is is definitely a thing. That's why you get a lot of really great Japanese talent. You're seeing it more and more in the WWE. Um, Do you? Because Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria were the first ever champions of that in 1983, and the last champions were 1988. That was the Glamour Girls. Yeah, I don't remember any. I don't. Again, I I had to have watched it, but maybe uh, maybe that's when I was going to make the popcorn. I don't know. They wanted to that used to be. In Japan, yeah. However, right now there's a lot going on with uh, there's a lot of uh, women in the WWE on the main roster, and I think it only makes sense that a tag team championship comes out now. The one weird yeah. thing, not maybe weird is the wrong thing to say, Al, is that this is the only belt or belts that are defended on both shows. Like it is not. Yes, they haven't. I don't know if they've clarified that yet, but um, that seems to be the case for sure. Oh, then maybe not. I don't know. Perhaps it is just going to be, uh, what, Raw 1, or, or are they on SmackDown now, Sasha? Yeah, no, I, I got to think it's going to be a floating deal. And uh, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's what most people are, are guessing as well, because it just it makes the most sense. But WWE doesn't always base its – uh, decisions in in uh, things that make sense. So we'll see. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, son of a bitch, Larcher. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, that was I the lost first. my tab. I lost my tab. I'm sorry. You lost your tab. Wait, what, you had a bar? That's a good thing if you lose the tab. No, you know, no kidding. Absolutely. No, I'm just thinking the uh, the tab with the elimination chamber on it. There we are. We're back. There we go. The Usos. Uh, right, we're the we're clearly in two different places. We're what? clearly in two different, different places right now. And, uh, you yeah, know, the I people know. need to know this, that I think you're at a bar right now. I am at a bar. I'm, I'm, I'm here, and I am wasted larger. No, I'm not at a bar. What makes you think I'm at a bar? You're asking about your tab. You got, uh, you get, you're confused. You seem a little out of it. Well, all of a sudden, we lose you on your end of the line here and there. I don't know. It just happens. I'm home. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the new uh, studio. In fact, George Washington's here in the studio with me. I oh, could, that's true. Yeah. You, do, you do have video uh, footage, although... I have never seen uh, your studio or the basement, so for all I know, you donated the picture to the local bartender, and you're sitting at some bar or basement. Well, um, it could be it like the looks of it right now. If you're looking at the at the screen, it definitely looks like it could be a dive bar here in Chicago. It does. It does. It has a bar vibe to it, like an old school bar, like a tavern. It looks like a tavern. It does, a little bit like a tavern. That's right. So I was really impressed. I thought they did well with uh, Naya and uh, Tamina, uh, making them look dangerous and big and, and, you know, larger than everybody else and uh, uh, a threat. Um, I really like the Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan uh, duo. Like, I think that works. And I'm also on board with the Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. You know, you got got the pretty girl with the uh, tough, you know, MMA fighter. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of a cool combo. So, Absolutely. you know, and then the Iconics yeah. are the Iconics. But I thought the right people won. At the end, they put on a, a fabulous match. They won 33 minutes. 
and uh, the Boston Hug connection of Bailey and Sasha Banks, who, let's face it, they've, they've just been drifting in the women's division as of late. This gives them some purpose. It gives them a little history, which they deserve. I mean, they were kind of I the was, forefront of the, the women's revolution. I was very happy to look up when I heard the, the three count and see that they were the winners. Absolutely. Very happy for them. Yeah, it was good. Absolutely. So the Usos. Then, yeah, the tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Championship, right? For the yeah, you have, the, you have the Usos, Jay and Jimmy. And uh, their, their wife, of course, is, um, oh, hell, what's her name? Naomi. She got thrown out. Naomi. Really yeah. saw her in Carmella. Yeah. Right. They, they're, they're team controversy. Uh, Naomi and Carmella. We'll get it. We'll get in. Well, why don't we start with the Carmella thing? Because uh, that was in the. She was in the first match. She gets uh, a couple of days or about a day before the uh, pay per view. Uh, Corey Graves, who's one of the commentators, his wife posts on Facebook that basically Corey Graves is cheating on her with Carmella, and uh, you know they're horrible people. What? You didn't see this? You behind the times? Yeah, I'm way behind. Oh my goodness. So when Carmella came out when Carmella came out, they were chanting Corey Graves. It's still it's the whole thing's a little uh fishy because you know, Corey Graves is like, Hey, you know, the truth is I've been separated from my wife for like, you know, three months now. We're finalizing our divorce. Yeah. So she might have just put it out there making it seem like he cheated on her, but whatever the case. You know, it, it, was, it was a PR nightmare for them. And, uh, you know, Corey Graves, who I don't particularly like. I don't think he's terrible, but I, I just, I, I find him kind of annoying. He's doing uh, okay, right? Like, he's... What do I you mean, mean Renee? What do you mean, Renee? He's doing okay. He's doing fabulous. Yeah. It's a oh, lot of that. Wow. Okay. I, I get it. I can see where you get a little upset. Um, what do I've you got mean a, a little upset? What, am I supposed to not be upset that he's annoying? Come on, Renee. Will you stop? Um, yeah, that's all I need. I need Bo- I, I need Gorilla and Bobby <laughs> back in there. I bet we could do a soundboard where they call an entire match. Like if we found like a WrestleMania match just to do a soundboard where they do the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, wow, I had not heard any of this larger... That uh, that is interesting. So then the other big news story, moving into the tag team match, you had uh, Jimmy and Jay, you had the Uso brothers, and I uh-huh. think Jay is the husband of uh, Carmella, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they were in Detroit, and they were going down the street the wrong way. Did you hear about this? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Carmella and one of the Usos are married? No, 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 no. Naomi and one of the Usos are married. Right, right, yeah, yeah, okay. So, So they were going down the wrong way in a street in Detroit, and uh, they get pulled over, and, uh, you know, allegedly, uh, you know, the cops had them get out, and uh, Jay took his shirt off, and uh, he got in the cop's face, and he got got aggressive with them, and uh, then uh, they basically, uh, they, they arrested him for disorderly conduct. Uh, which is nothing. It's a misdemeanor. Right. And, uh, Did they let him go? No, they took him in. They they took him to jail. Okay. So I'm sure he bonded uh, right out. 
Yeah, have we heard anything else to the story other than that? Is there body cam footage and, and all that shit or no, nothing no. like that? No, okay. there isn't. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, there, there was rumors they wouldn't get the title because of it. And I was like, man, that's bullshit. Like, he didn't do anything. If, if it was a DUI, a DWI, I, I would be a little more uh, uh, on the people's side who were calling for them to lose because of the incident. But this wasn't the case. She, she was driving. She was sober. There was no DWI issued. He was drunk. He was in the back of the car. Uh, probably just chilling out, and uh, they get pulled over, and I'm guessing it was probably an aggressive policeman. I mean, I don't know. I, I hate to put judgment on the police, but he got aggressive. He got defensive, and uh, he took his shirt off, and, uh, you know, he got in the police's face, and then he calmed down, and then they brought him in, which seems petty. Um, you know, I, I watch a lot of live PD, and I think this is one where you let the guy go, but whatever the case may be, I, I you know, they, they brought uh, they brought him in, and... Uh, I don't think there were any major charges issued. So, yeah, I don't I don't see it. Again, like, if, if it was something that was damning yeah. to the WWE, you know, if he committed murder, you know, if he was caught with, um, you know, drugs or alcohol, um, you know, and driving, uh, that that's a different story. But I think this is just a misdemeanor. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. So uh, the Usos they face had Miz and Shane. Yeah? Yeah. Miz had a big did announcement. You, did you catch the big announcement? Wow, as they walked in. As they walked in, uh, yeah, that was great. Congratulations to the Miz and the Misses. Yeah. The, uh, Maurice and Miz are now expecting another child, uh, they, they announced. And Shane and McMahon Shane came out. Hugged them both for his entrance. Fantastic. Lovely. And yeah, then they he, got to go he, to the ring and have a match. He did his stupid uh, dance, and he wore his stupid gym shoes. And away they went to the ring. And, uh, you know, Shane was reckless as ever. It was a sloppy match. Uh, Shane, yep. not a good wrestler. And he did his spots. Yeah, he gets his big spots in. And uh, he got his big spot in here. And then The Miz gets pinned in 14 minutes and 10 seconds. And your new WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions are the, uh, the Lawless Usos. I liked that pin too, Al. Uh, the Miz had done his finisher, and he was pretty much out. Like it, you thought it was over, and he, he pinned him on his back. He pinned that Uso, yeah. and then uh, then he rolled him up, the shoulder roll up. What? Big win. The small package. Yeah, I think that's what it is. The small package. Wow! And then there was a handicap match after that, Al. A handicap match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Of course, uh, the challenger was Finn Balor, facing the champion Bobby Lashley, along with his tag team partner, Leo Rush. Now, right. They, so it was a two-on-one sure match. Yeah, go ahead. So it was a two-on-one match, meaning the champion Bobby Lashley is the champion going in, but he could lose if his manager is pinned. Right, exactly. Or if he's because it was either or. Match. Right, and that's the premise. They make sure to announce it at the beginning, which so you know about this. So in my head, though, I'm thinking, oh, they're just going to let you know that it's an option. It's and a that's very not scary place. That's not how this match will end tonight. However, you had Finn overcoming 
the odds? I mean, it, it, is it an advantage or is it a disadvantage for Bobby Lashley? Um, I would say it is a um, disadvantage. Because See, and I think, right, because Finn can pin him. However, I don't think Leo Rush is the the worst. It's not like he's a, a bum off the street when it comes to no, he, putting a match. He's a trained he, wrestler. He wrestles at 205. Is that right? He's a, he's a very exciting, lightweight wrestler who, uh, you know, does some flashy moves and such. And Finn Balor, not the biggest guy in the world. So, yeah, Leo Rush, 24 think, years old. Paul Heyman uh, would, be a bigger, would be a bigger issue for Brock Lesnar than Leo Rush for Bobby Lashley. Yes, yes, that is absolutely correct. Leo Rush is Fair. five foot six, 160 pounds. So that's, that's where a little bit of the uh, issue comes in. But he and Finn are closer in size than Lashley and Finn. Uh, Finn Balor is 5'11", uh, yep. and 190 pounds. So Let's talk about the weight bit there. Yeah. And he has tremendous abs. If you, if you're ever looking, uh, for a role model to do some ab work, it's, uh, Finn Balor. Okay. Yeah. I uh, forgot who there, said that. Uh, oh, I don't know. There was, there, there was a segment backstage. I think it might have been Bailey or somebody. Oh, no, it was Becky Lynch. He was giving Becky Lynch advice saying, hey, you should apologize to the McMahons or, you know, and just get it over with. And uh, she's like, I'll do what I'll do. And by the way, you got great abs. And walks away. Oh. Well, that match worked out really well for Finn. Because as you and I know, he, he was able to overcome uh, – he was able to take Lashley out of the game, and then he was able to uh, get get Leo Rush in a little predicament, and he got the pin, pinning Leo Rush and winning the Intercontinental title. Nine yeah, minutes this one and went not, Yep. Which is uh, absolutely, uh, you know, it, a, a short, pithy match. Most of these matches were very short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, much, much, like, much like Leo Rush. Uh, but right. at the end, Bobby Lashley was... Yeah, you had two Elimination Chamber matches, so you needed them to have a little bit of time, of course. But it, overall, in today's uh, WWE four-hour pay-per-view world, this was a lot shorter. It was, and it felt good. And that's why the crowd was still into it in the end, and we'll get there. But, uh, yeah, after the match, Bobby Lashley took uh, issue with little Leo Rush and uh, uh, ends up uh, slamming him down. We'll see if their relationship is broken or not. Because what we, we see later in the night that Bobby Lashley is still clearly a heel. So, I don't know what that tells okay, yeah. us. We'll see. I, I guess uh, maybe tonight is uh, when, when we're finding out here on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, my guess is they just ignore it. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll make like, oh, they apologize. It was heat of the moment. And then they move on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the route that they take with that. Uh the next match was for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Yep, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. And Ruby Riot, of course, the leader of the Riot Squad. Yeah, that's her last name. Now, the match wasn't really much of this segment. A lot of this segment was talking about how the night before at a house show 
Becky Lynch showed up and started beating the crap out of Charlotte. And Charlotte right. ended up getting better of her because of her hurt knee. And then Charlotte was out for this match because, of course, she'll be facing the winner of last night's Elimination Chamber at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and uh, this is... What did you think of that, my friend? Well, there, there's an old uh, there's an old song by uh, Mel Tillis that was also uh, made popular by Kenny Rogers in the first edition in 1969 called Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town. And uh, mm-hmm. that was the case here because... She tapped out after uh, a minute 40. Thank you. Yeah, really quick match. And then, of course, Charlotte was in the ring with Ronda. And who came hopping along? None other than the man. The man himself. You have uh, Becky Lynch. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm sick of the whole uh, crutches thing. Like, uh, it just, it, 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 it annoys me. You know she's not really hurt. And, uh, you know, she comes limp into the ring with two crutches and, you know, seemed like she was struggling a little bit to use them. And she's kind of going through the crowd. And uh, the announcers, I think Corey Grave was very upset that this fan was uh, getting into the ringside area because she's not, she's suspended. She, she doesn't just right. get to show up. So she gets in the ring. And, Nobody's uh, No. She gets in the ring and she kind of uh, pretends like, uh, you know, she's barely moved. She's uh, in horrible shape. And then she takes her crutch and just starts beating down uh, Charlotte Flair. Woo! Yep. And then she took her her racket to one Ronda Rousey and she beat the crap out of both of them. Well, there was a a nice moment where uh, Becky was... uh, uh, Ronda, this whole time that it was a long attack. I mean, she, she was beating down Charlotte for a good like two minutes, where Ronda Rousey's just kind of standing there smiling in the background, and then Becky kind of turns to her, hands her a crutch and like the other crutch, and like, hey, you know, go ahead, you know, beat her a little bit. And then as she's going to beat, uh, I, I don't remember if she actually hit Flair once or twice. She might, I think she did. And then as she's doing that, Becky just whacks her in the back and starts beating her down. And another, like, two minutes of just beating the shit out of Ronda Rousey with a uh, crutch to the point where yeah. uh, you she bloodied her head. You, uh, you saw that right at the uh, the scalp line. Uh, it definitely got uh, – she was bleeding the hard way. She got she lost some Cut skin. the hard way. All right. Wow. Uh, question last night to you was, what – is there any chance of taking Charlotte Flair out of the main event at WrestleMania at this point? Or are we looking at more than likely a a three way for the title? Well, for as uh, little as I want th- that to happen in the three way, um, I would say at this point it seems pretty pretty cemented that that's what's going to happen. Now they could take us on a journey. There's one more pay per view to go, so uh, yeah. we do. I think in three weeks there's another pay per view, um, and it, it could is be something a, like. Is there, is there a title match there? I don't know. I, I'm sure there's a title match. I don't, I don't. You know, who knows? Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. Uh, or, or it'll be Becky Lynch versus Flair, and then the winner gets the match. You know, at uh, at Mania. But at this point, I feel like it's yep. just going to be uh, a three way. So. Yeah. All right. 
Do you hear those clicks? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, me what are you What are you drinking over there? Is it coffee? I'm drinking coffee. I got a uh, blood orange uh, uh, sparkling water. Uh, Ooh. I just took I just took my happy pills, so I'm feeling good, feeling alive, ready nice. for a party. I just opened up a uh, one of those waters, the the bubbled water with a grapefruit grapefruit flavor. Ah, this one's the, the high calorie one, Al. Oh no, it's the uh, oh, the no, one I with the mermaids. They had themselves a commercial on the Super Bowl. It's uh, yeah, 140 calories per. The carbs, five grams. What's going on? Five grams isn't that much. That's actually pretty decent. I've moved into drinking uh, um, some protein. I know three grams. Uh, oh, you're drinking so protein these days. The the protein shakes, you know, like the chocolate or the strawberry banana that are they're really they're they're fucking expensive. Is the problem? It's like three fifty a bottle. But uh, you gotta make they're you gotta clean. make your own. To make them your, yourself, man. I I, I make nah. them at home once in a while, but the cleanup of it is what's difficult. You got you got to clean that thing out every day. That your the blender, whatever you're blending it with. I use a fake magic bullet for mine, but they're really good, and I, I think they're a good way to go. Uh, are you just going to spend the money on the on the stuff at the store that comes out of a bottle? I think so because I know all the ingredients. I know the carb count. Um, I know the carb count, which is. You know, on the keto diet, the carbs are whatever the carb is listed as minus fiber. So if you eat something with fiber, it brings down the carbs. Um, uh-huh. oh. And th- those drinks do have fiber in them. So, you know, they, they, you, you get to have a little more uh, sweetness. You know, there's a little there's a little bit of fake sugar in there. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's nice, it's nice to be able to have like a chocolate milk at the end of the day. And uh, okay. and know it's actually decent for me. So, yeah. So I've been doing that, and uh, I think I'm getting back into Kyotis or whatever the hell the word is after uh, after the hospital after the, those people force fed me uh, French toast. Did they force feed you or just offer it? They force fed me. I hadn't eaten in 12 hours, and they're sticking me full of needles, and they drugged me up. I couldn't make uh, rational decisions. Yeah, so, yeah, that yeah, was. I- I'm with you. I, I and then I had to, I had to eat a pizza the next day because I already blew the diet. So I don't blame you one bit for that. Why? Who would? Who would? Yeah. Can you believe exactly. it? Well, the next match in the night was Braun Strowman versus Baron Corman, and no disqualification match. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, just uh, too much. Of course, the match was the match for a little while. Um, and then the way it ended was, since it's a no-disqualification match, a couple guys came out to help Baron Corbin. Yeah, you had Bobby Lashley out there, and uh, I forget who his other What's helper that? was. What's that guy's name? Drew McIntyre. Oh, he yeah, Big out. Drew. Yep. Now, he had before three, they came uh, out, now, now, before they came out, we got a hell of a Michael Cole had like he had the line of the night. I didn't know if I wanted to punch him or celebrate him. A lot of crashes in the Daytona 500 earlier today, and Braun Strowman brings one to Elimination Chamber. I mean, yeah. 
Yep. See, the Daytona 500 was earlier, and there were a lot of crashes, Al. Wow. You know, that is one of the most fascinating sports stories of the last 20 years, uh, NASCAR, and uh, it's plummeting ratings. Unreal. They're shrinking stadiums. Like uh, the I one remember, Phoenix, it dropped from eighty thousand people to forty thousand. Go ahead. I remember in the nineties when they said that um, it was the fastest growing sport. Like it was, its revenue was like larger than the uh, all three sports combined. Like it was king of sports. And it was gonna it was gonna dominate the future, and NASCAR was gonna be the this country's craze, and uh, and then you just stopped hearing about NASCAR. I was never into it. I, I never cared one way or another, uh, but you eventually just stopped hearing about it. And uh, yeah, it, it, it now its ratings. Are, I, I was looking at a chart the other day, and it's just down, 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 down. So yeah. a slow progression downward. And it doesn't seem like there's any sign of it getting better. Well, and there's quite a few different reasons that they're attributing to that NASCAR thing falling apart. Uh, one of them is that the point system, like they have the, the road to the cup. They have like, you know, your top 10 or whatever. And, and it's a whole point system that they just made up out of nowhere just to tw- try to make it more of a contest and not just you won this race, then you won that race. They wanted like a whole season, you know, kind of system. And from what I understand, that system, it, it pissed people off. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with how you change things. I mean, you know, every sport evolves. The football I watch now isn't the football I watched as a kid. And uh, everything everything changes, you know, except baseball. Baseball's always remained boring yeah. and all. But, uh, baseball, besides- baseball is working on the changes as well. Uh, there was talk of it maybe this season, but I, I'm pretty positive by next season that the National League is going to adopt the designated hitter that the American League already has. Um, and there's other talks of uh, only each pitcher has to pitch to at least three batters. There's talk of that rule coming in, which would completely change the game and flip it on its ass. But as you mentioned, I guess I have to come to the realization that sports do evolve and sports do change. But as you also mentioned, you need to be careful when you make those changes. Absolutely. So anyway, Braun Strowman lost because two other guys came in and beat the shit out of him in a match that took 10 minutes and 50 seconds. And then you had the men's elimination chamber match, which was for the WWE Championship, which is currently exclusive to the SmackDown brand. Yeah. Mr. Larcher. Mr. Larcher. You had the yes, champion, sir. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was the champion, defending it against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. That is right. Nailed it. Well well done. Uh, that, that, that's well done. That, that, that's good. That's I, good thought that there, I thought that there was a fun match. It was a uh, it was a good match, yeah, absolutely. It it built to a, cres- a crescendo as a lot of these multi-person matches uh, go. And I don't know if we completely explained. What, so they put all the wrestlers in the pod. 
And then every, like, two minutes, they release another wrestler. Actually, I don't think they actually give us a time. It's whatever they feel no, like. It, they said it regularly scheduled intervals. That was yeah, what the regularly, it's regularly so scheduled what, intervals. So whatever they want. <laughs> uh, you know, guys get released, and the story builds. And, you know, you have Daniel Bryan, who's the uh, – he, he's a hippie. He's a uh, peace-loving uh, in, environmental terrorist who uh, changed his belt from uh, the regular standard gaudy belt to this fabulous green-friendly belt. You know, it's made of uh, hemp, and it it has uh, wood. The the title is now wood, and uh, instead of, uh, you know, flashy uh, stones, it has uh, some turquoise uh, stones lodged into it. It's actually probably the best belt I've seen in years. Uh, Absolutely fabulous. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. And it's eco-friendly. Hey, what else do you want? What else do you want? Uh, you know, it, to me, the most I've, shocking thing in the whole deal is how over Daniel Bryan is as a heel. Like, when they switched him from face to heel, it was kind of like, yeah, I don't think the fans are going to turn on him. Like, it's going to take some work. And, uh, like, overnight, you know, he calls the fans fickle. And I think he's right because overnight like that, people hate Daniel Bryan. It's it's kind of cool. I I do think that there's a contingent of people loving to hate him right now. But he did brilliant work with that. How the hell does Daniel Bryan, arguably the the biggest uh, face, when he was GM, I, I would say that you could call him the biggest face, one of them anyway. And yeah. To turn heel, you got to give the guy credit. You got to give the people that he's working with credit. And hell, you got to if, if if people are going to give Vincent K. McMahon shit for the way that things go bad with that company, you got to give him credit when it's going well. And I think it's going really well for Daniel Bryan as a heel right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I watch. Uh, I, I you know I, I like watching the CBS News in the morning. And, um, you know, it's my default uh, local morning news program. And uh, they're, they're fantastic. You know, we, we've talked they're about decent. this. I, I, yeah, they do. They're, they're, they the, do they're the best out there. They're so, one of the uh, But, I, you know, I wake up and, uh, you know, I usually turn the news on at about 6 o'clock p.m. And it's a different cast of people. And I, I, I love, uh, I think the, the weather lady in the morning uh, the the weather woman uh, Melissa Glaros is uh, or Megan Glaros is is, is stunning. She's a stunning woman. She's beautiful and she does she's very informed with the weather. You know they, when there's hurricanes in Florida, they ship her out there uh, for the for the national news. You know you'll see her on like the uh, CBS Evening News, uh, the national oh, wow. show, with uh, with Glore, who I hate. I hate Jeff Glore. I wish they'd bring back Scott Pelley, but that's a whole other topic for an old, a whole other day. This is how you know you're almost 40 when you could, you could uh, coherently talk about the newscasts. So I wake up and this lady, this, uh, the, the, the afternoon news uh, weather lady, I just don't like, and they always, um, they, th- so they throw the story to her every day. Like when it's time to do the weather, it's like, Oh, uh, I got, God, I can't think of her name. Um, yeah. Well, let's just say her name's Mary. It's not, but let's say it's Mary. 
Oh, Mary, it's snowy out there today, and it looks like this is going to be continuing for a couple days now. And she always does the exact same thing. She goes, mm-hmm, let's get into the weather every freaking day. Mm-hmm. So annoying. Now, it absolutely drives me bonkers. Uh. So. Speaking of afternoons, the 4 o'clock WGN evening news uh, anchor, Lourdes Duarte, uh, got engaged. Congratulations to her. She got engaged this week. Way to go. Cool. Shout out to Feeder for, for the heads up there. Uh, yeah, would you yeah. say that oh. this weather gal of yours uh, who's on in the afternoons, is she the heel? Is that what you're, you're thinking? Yeah, she's definitely oh. a heel. What do you have over definitely. there? Is that AIM? AIM. AIM? Yeah, you're running. Yeah. Well, Instant Messenger? What, what's going on? That, that You know that's been dead for like a year, Clark. Come on. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, Big, Samoa, oh, Big L you know, with nine is no longer around. What was your handle? Uh, Super MDA, because I volunteered for Muscular Dystrophy Camp, and when I first signed up, it was talking with a bunch of people from that. Wow, look at you. Yeah. You're yeah. America's hero, really. Weird. Yeah, you're you're a, you're my hero, my friend. Uh Samoa Joe was the first one eliminated from that, my friend. Uh, I 14, could be your hero, baby. Eliminated by AJ Styles, phenomenal forearm. And then Jeff Hardy was eliminated next. By Daniel Bryan. He was the fifth entrant. Entrant? Entrant? And that was the running knee. How did you feel about the build of this match so far? Uh, well, the lady's name is Mary Kay Kleist. That's the weather lady. And I always oh, thought she was a German woman. You know, I, 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 not that I care, but I always thought she was German. Mary Kleist. And uh, she was doing the the Polish festival in Whiting, Indiana, since uh, Steve Baskerville retired. And she's out there and she's like, oh, I'm actually Polish. Uh, My parents used to own uh, Kleistowinskis. And uh, we uh, we shortened it to Kleist. So, yeah. Wow. She she probably shortened it just for television? Yeah, I think I think the department or whatever the store they owned was actually it, they changed it to Kleist, Kleists. So yeah, you know, um, yeah, a little shot. I mean, I kind of J- Joe was one of my guys I thought could win this thing. Um, there are only three guys I believe that can win it. Well, four really. I, I thought it was either you- Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, yeah. or Samoa Joe. And then and I was then a little bit on back. Kofi. Kofi was like, all right, if they really want to do something shocking, that's the route they would go. I thought there now, was a mind, Now, mind you, he wasn't even supposed to be in the match, Kofi Kingston. He was a replacement for Mustafa Ali, who uh, Chicago's own former Chicago police officer, who uh, I, I got injured on a, uh, the show before and wasn't able to compete. So, um, oh, so the damn. replacement was Kofi Kingston. And... He was kind of a fan favorite going into the night. Yeah. They had a gauntlet match on uh, the, the previous Raw, 
or SmackDown, where all the wrestlers in the match were in a gauntlet. And, you know, like Daniel Bryan started it. And then, you know, if a guy gets pinned, the next guy comes out. And I think Kofi Kingston was like the second guy in the match. And uh, he ended up winning it. I think he won it. He went like uh, like 40 minutes to an hour. Didn't the winner win the entrance into the elimination chamber? No, that had already. There was a match uh, earlier, and I think it was, it was like Baron Corbin. It was a couple guys in, versus like New Day, and if New Day won, then they'd get to put uh, they'd get to pick one of their members to be put into the match, and they chose oh, Kofi. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it starts – I didn't know if Daniel Bryan – there was a lot of speculation that Daniel Bryan would be dropping the title just to maybe move into some different matchups for the Mania main event. And we still might get there with, um, you know, with, with changes. Because there really isn't there really isn't an exciting Daniel Bryan matchup. You know, if you take any of these guys and you say AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. I'm not interested. Jeff Hardy versus Daniel Bryan – I'm not interested. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Well, after this match, I am interested. Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan. Not interested. Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan. We've kind of seen, and it's two heels, and it it doesn't make a lot of sense. So there was thought maybe somebody else would come out of this. You know, there were rumors that could be fucking Randy Orton again. And uh, that would have been, oh, my God. I'm so done with uh, Randy Orton. Time for AEW for Mr. Orton. You think so? You think that'd be a good spot for him soon? Yeah, I mean, if he really cares about his career and he wants to revive it, I think uh, he could be a tremendous heel over there and kind of be the anti-indie guy. You know, you you guys are losers. You guys are – this is a pathetic federation. My legacy comes from the best. Yeah. Why do I need to be here? I this yeah. is ridiculous. You're trying this bullshit. I'm only here to stomp it out of the ground. Yeah, I like that too. However, you were incorrect. He was the uh elimination. Eliminated by Kofi Kingston's trouble in paradise. Yeah. Yep. Uh Randy Orton eliminated AJ Styles after the RKO. He pinned him. That was a great I, spot. I what a great spot. Uh, what was yeah. AJ was going for the phenomenal forearm off the ropes. Right, where he, he bounces on the middle of the top rope. He like uh, hops on in the middle rope and jumps off and f- gives a forearm to a guy. And uh, as he's on the top rope and about to jump, I, RKO out of nowhere. And uh, uh, clean yeah, pin. I mean, I saw yeah, it was a clean pin, but, I mean, it was a hell of a spot. I liked it. It was fun. I don't, I don't get too excited about Orton things these days. But that one was that one was a fine spot. So then I tell you what. Oh, go ahead. I tell you what about Randy Orton. He's not liked on the internet. He's not liked by guys like you and I. Um, You know, and I think people watching at home, he's just very dull. But I've been in arenas, and I think well, you were in an arena once with uh, I think him losing the title to Jinder Mahal. People like him in person. Like there's just something that you just, you got to watch and it's interesting in person and the crowds are always enthused by him, enthusiastic for him. But, uh, True. but if, as soon as you go online, everybody has the exact same opinion of him. And it's, 
you know, he he did his he did his part. He, he's a legacy guy. He's been around a long time. But we've kind of seen him in every way possible, and he's just very stale. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Now to Kofi, who was still alive, it was down to him and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I uh, I put a it, little cream and sugar in mine. Nice. I I usually just go black. You you don't do sugar. You only do cream in your coffee. Since I've been on this diet, I need a little sweetness, so I use the fake sugar, the stevia. Uh, stevia. So now you're going I, fake sugar with a heavy whipping cream? I take a heavy whipping cream, and I put the sugar in the whipping cream, and I essentially uh, – and then I use uh, the thing on the side of the coffee machine you're supposed to use for, like, cappuccino, and uh, I, I it basically whips it, and it makes it basically whipped cream. It's, you know, it's, it's okay. a sugar-free whipped cream. And uh, yeah. really good. I mix that into the coffee, and uh, that's a nice little treat. Yeah, great. That's wonderful to hear. So Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan went uh, for another 12 minutes or so, and I think that sometimes when you win, you, you lose, and sometimes when you lose, you really win. And I think Kofi had a hell of a showing. Yeah. Um, he, he was he if, really did. the crowd in Houston was very, very, very excited for uh, Kofi Kingston, and uh, they yeah. really came alive. And when it came down to uh, the the final two guys, when it came down to um, the dudes, the dudes left. He he, uh, that crowd was one hundred percent behind Kofi Kingston, and they wanted to see that title change. And uh, they believed in him. And uh, it was very compelling. Uh, they, they ended up working um, a v- very much a Japanese strong style match. That's very much like what a New Japan match looks like. You know, it's, it wasn't a lot of uh, lifting and, and moves. It was a lot of strikes and quickness and knees and uh, just trying to take out your opponent. And uh, it played really well for this crowd. And... Uh, I uh, I enjoyed it. I, I really did. And I, there was a point where I was like, because I, I kind of wanted Daniel Bryan to keep the title. And then there was a point where it started changing. We're like, man, if Kofi wins. That's awesome. As long as we get that rematch, I want to see these two one-on-one. Now, mind you, again, Kofi wasn't designed to be in this match. This was supposed to be Muhammad Ali's moment. Muhammad Ali. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Um, this was supposed to be his moment. He was supposed to, I think, do the gauntlet. And I think the story was exactly the same. Uh, Mustafa Ali, who's a very much a similar style to Kofi Kingston, uh, you know, a smaller guy, quick, whatever, the, uh, you know, however you want to describe him. But he got yeah. injured, and uh, Kofi stepped in, and uh, I think they went with the exact same story. They just replaced it with, with Kofi. And uh, unfortunately, I think that might mean this is kind of the end of this, this feud. Uh, but if they listen to that crowd, if they really want to listen to the audience, and uh, and they really want to give us what we want, man. Kofi Kingston needs to be in a title match against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, and they will steal the show. One hundred percent guaranteed, steal the show. I think you're right. I think they need to do that. Make that change right now. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're holding on to something else that they have. Do you, do you uh, do you you think they're going with something else? And how much confidence do you have in that? Or do you think that they they might be they might go with this, Kofi versus Brian. Um, I I would hope they recognize the the draw 
of that match and uh, the entertainment it, it would offer. And going up against, you know, AEW, which is going to be built around good matches, um, I think this is one you, you almost have to have. Will it have that same passion and energy they had in Houston? Probably not, just because that show is – WrestleMania is so long, um, it, it drains you. And being outside, I think it loses some of that energy. You know, uh, when you're in an arena, the sound encapsulates it, and, and, and it, it, it builds – you know, the crowd can really amplify a match. I think in an open uh, arena, it, it, the, the sound kind of goes up in outer space, and you lose a little bit of that. Uh, so this, I don't know that they'll ever get a moment like they had in that match and a crowd that, uh, electrified, but I think if they, they had to have seen that, I mean, obviously they watched their own shit. They had to have seen it. They, they really need to go in that direction. It, it's, it's a smart match. It's a match I want to see. And I'm no Kofi Kingston fan. Like I'm not, you know, if you would have said, uh, two weeks ago, Hey, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. What do you think? I would have been like, yeah, okay. I, you know, I think there's better options, but now this is basically my only option. Although I feel like the match they're building towards is this eco terrorist guy who, you know, criticizes people for being fat and lazy and eating junk food versus this fan favorite, this guy who loves going to bowling alleys, being with his family, eating chicken and fries and, and throwing gutter balls and the returning Kevin Owens have him return as a fan favorite who, who, who basically kind of a dusty roads like role where he's representing the common man versus Daniel Bryan. Who's the in kind of an elitist. Um, I think that's what we're going to get at WrestleMania. That's where I feel like they're going, but if I like not, it. then absolutely Kofi Kingston. Yeah. I don't mind that match like that match. If, if they did that instead of Kofi, I'm okay with it. But yeah, if I'm not, happy. I'm, I'm with you either way, Al. A hundred percent on that. Boom. Well, we'll see. I mean, Raw, Raw has already started here in Chicago, local time. Uh, we're going to find out tonight. Luckily, with the magic of DVRs, all of our listeners can listen to us and then go start Raw. It, it works out really yeah. well. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, is, is Raw in Chicago? No, it's just okay. it's broadcast locally. It's on now locally here as we as we speak. I know there's show. a Raw coming to Chicago fairly soon um, that I just have no interest in going to because no. uh, because TV tapings tend to be really boring. And I still may end up there. I may get the itch. You know, I might have a little extra money in the bank account. Yeah. Probably not with medical bills, but uh, I, there might be that itch, and I might go. Um, you know, I know I've, that... I've gone solo before, and uh, I didn't enjoy it, but I didn't hate it, so... Yeah, you could do that. If a ticket opens up, it's available last minute. Yeah. Now, we've discussed you can't go to Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. AEW. It's the follow-up show to All In. Uh, I'm getting so jealous of this. Sold out in four minutes, and now the the StarCast 2 looks to be kind of awesome. Uh, Looks like that's getting built well. You're not able to go to it in Las Vegas. But because you have local uh, commitments, but are you able to watch live? Are you going to be able to watch Double or Nothing? Are we going to be able to get that? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Okay. We'll figure that out. I think right. I think we'll make- probably we'll probably make a night of it, you and I, and uh, I'm sure Andrew 
uh, would, would would be involved. And uh, yeah, I, like I, that I think idea. that's going to be a a good time. Um, yeah, I'm curious as the pricing on uh, Starcast too. Um, like what? And I'm also curious. You know, when I went, they offered uh, dinner, dinner and lunches with with wrestlers, and you would sit in a room with like ten other dudes and. You know, you would you would talk wrestling with uh, whoever you paid to see. In my case, I I did Razor Ramon, and uh, and dinner I did lunch with Scott Hall and dinner with Kevin Nash, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was an awesome experience uh, to have uh, to be that up and close and personal. Like I sat right next to Scott Hall, and we ate lunch together, and we bullshitted. We talked some Merle Haggard and uh, uh, you know some uh, him working with Walter Payton and just uh, wrestling in general and his philosophy that, on it. That's wonderful. I bet yeah. that was a good time. Do you know what I'd like to do? I would like to do lunch with Scott Hall and dinner with Razor Ramon. Really? Just kind of revert. Well, they didn't offer that. So I know I want him <laughs> to know. be Scott Hall. I want him to be the character Scott Hall. And then I want him to be the character Razor Ramon. For, oh, I for, see. Uh, I see. Dinner. I got gotcha. you. That's yeah, what I, would like. I like that. I like that. But now, so the announced names, when I heard they were doing StarCast 2, which I think they're going to do in Chicago again uh, at, the end of the, at the end of summer, I think there's going to be an all-in, too, in Chicago. Um, I've, I've heard rumors of that, and I believe, I believe that to be the case. I think they're going to return be, to where it started. Will that be before they start a TV show? Maybe. It might be the start of the TV deal. I don't know. I mean, nothing's been announced yet, so... You know, it's just speculation. There's no point in speculating something like a TV deal because you just you don't know. You just don't know right now until it's announced. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, they've announced Ric Flair, Sting, because when I I thought it would be the same guys. I thought like oh, realistically, who else can they get? Um, and Ric Flair is kind of an obvious one. You know, his, he's the guy who runs the organization. That's his father-in-law. So you, you you would think it'd be easy to get your father-in-law to show up, even if it is Ric Flair. And Ric Flair likes money, and I assume this pays well, um, but based on the names they get it. So first they announced Bret Hart, which I was never a Bret Hart guy. I, uh, I never loved Bret, but I respect the hell out of him as, uh, you know, one of the greats in the business. And uh, I, I have a picture with him from when I was a kid. I'd like to get an update, you know, maybe have him sign that picture. I, I definitely would have been involved in Bret Hart in some way. Um, so then they announced Ric Flair, which, again, expected, but cool. I didn't have the option. I'd, I would love just to see Ric Flair walking around the hotel lobby, wooing and uh, drinking. Uh, yeah. And then you have – because that's – I mean, there's a lot of that. Like Eric Bischoff was at the bar the whole event I was at. And then you have, uh, they announced Sting, which means nothing to me. It's a big deal for uh, guys like you, you know. I would like it a lot. That'd be fun. Yeah, into the lesser uh, talents. And uh, so, the fake woo. So, uh, totally, I I probably would do like a picture with Sting just because it's Sting. And then they announced, out of nowhere, Undertaker, which is crazy. Oh, you haven't heard that? What? Yeah, so Undertaker, Undertaker is Undertaker is doing Starcast. What is he doing so, at Starcast? I'm sure he's doing a meet and greet. Um, I, I I don't know if he's going to do anything beyond a meet and greet. 
but if like I'm curious as to if they're doing those dinners and lunches again, man, would you have the opportunity to meet Brett to have you know dinner with Brett Hart? Because I absolutely would have done Brett Hart. I would have done Brett Hart over yeah. both the guys I did, even though I, and I probably yeah Undertaker is he involved in that? Is Sting? Um, oh, I would have stuck with Scott Hall over uh, Sting. I would have stuck with Kevin Nash over Sting, but. I think Bret Hart would have won. Ric Flair? Are you kidding me? In a heartbeat, I would have had lunch with Ric Flair. So I'm curious as to if they're going to do that and um, how much uh, how much they're going to charge. Here are some uh-huh. of the shows they're doing from there. They have an evening with uh, Cody Rhodes. They have uh-huh. Behind the Paint with Sting, hosted by Tony Schiavone. Uh, uh-huh. Sharpshooter, Bret Hart in his <laughs> own words, hosted by Sean Mooney. Talk as Jericho yep. live. Okay. The official weigh-in and press conference of Double or Nothing. Uh, Lita is going to be hosting a panel on women's wrestling, so Lita's going to be there. Huh. Uh, something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard's going to be live. Wrestling Observer with uh, Brian uh, Alvarez and Dave Meltzer is going to be live. Behind That's the theme open. songs, which I missed at mine with uh, Jim Johnson, hosted by Sean Mooney. <laughs> 30 Years and Five Stars Later, hosted by Jim Ross, uh, an evening with Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking about their five-star matches. That's, uh, crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, that, like I would, I missed a lot of the events, the, the shows, and I'm hoping they correct that this time, figure out, like, people want to see these shows. Like, have all the meet and greets go to, like, say, 7 o'clock, and then from 7 to 11 have these type shows uh, is yeah. the strategy I would recommend. Uh, they have a show called Crazy Like a Fox, remembering Brian Pillman with with his son. His son's going to be there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, I Quit, hosted by Tony Schiavone, featuring Tully Blanchard and Magnum T.A. Uh, so, you know, you want stories of guys in wheelchairs, there you go. Uh, 83 mm-hmm. Weeks, live with Eric Bischoff. The Empty Arena Retrospective, which they were supposed to have, uh, but Funk was sick. Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk. They're going to have a cosplay concert, Clark. You could... You know, you could dress up as uh, the Barbarian, you know, and try oh, to win boy. this thing. Oh, uh, the boy. Art of Wrestling with uh, Colt Cabana. A jam session what? with Frank Kazarian, hosted by The Godfather. The Godfather's going to be there. My God. Hey, train. Uh, Xbox is going to, X-Pac is going to do uh, an Attitude Era X-Pac. show. And... Uh, there's going to be an exclusive premiere screening of This Is Wrestling, the Joey Ryan story. So those are the events that they've listed so far. And, you know, very exciting. And I'll definitely be looking into prices and uh, seeing how much it is to buy uh, meet and greets and such, because I think that's fascinating uh, what they'll be offering. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Well, and we'll be able to watch uh, some of those shows from StarCast, too, as part of the package. If they do it the same as they did all in, because... You're able to watch all of it with All In, plus some of those shows at StarCast. Right. We didn't do that because, well, you were at StarCast, and I I was at All In, so we didn't need to do it. Now, you mentioned some X-Pac news, and that is the second bit of X-Pac news that I heard today because the story broke earlier today, first by ESPN, that D-Generation X are the first inductees of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2019, which is interesting for a few reasons, Al. What is interesting about 
DX getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? China. Boom. There it is. Yeah. And that's mainly because Triple H has been recording, rec- said, look, there are things if people Google China right now, they're going to see some bad things. Yeah, and I think they've gotten over it. And um, she she's very deserving of the Hall of Fame. And her family's been pushing for it. And uh, I only wish uh, uh, Jody was alive to be there. Uh, of course, uh, you know, China died a couple yeah. years ago from, uh, I don't remember what. I, I feel like it was a drug deal, was, though. Yeah, I think I it, it might have been overdose. like a, we'll have to look it up. I think it was a, a bad combination of medicines, maybe something yeah. like that. So here they are, uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, China, and X-Pac are inducted. I do want to note as a fan of WCW that the NWO was inducted before Degeneration X was. Interesting. Well, I think if you look at the relevance of wrestling and the importance of it, NWO was far more important. I think that's a fair wow. statement. Well, and without the NWO, you wouldn't have DX. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not like like NWO created stables. You know, they they did exist before. I mean, you had the Four Horsemen, right? Uh, but long DX, before I mean, that, they've they've come out to say. It. I mean, they created DX because of what the NWO was doing over there. They became the anti-establishment there in the WWE. Yeah, they just did it in a different style. And it was the guys who were friends with members of the NWO, of course, the Click. And in fact, X Pac. Is now inducted twice, if I if I'm correct on this, right? No, uh, he probably didn't go in with NWO. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I hope not. I, I still I still don't like Sean. I still don't like Sean Waltman. Did the NWO get inducted? As I thought they did. Yeah, I think they did too. Um. Yeah. Did you know I mean, the I NWO know the was? Um, go ahead. Did you know the NWO was a ripoff of a Japanese um, angle? No, of course it was. Yeah, start. It started in Japan, and uh, Eric Bischoff saw it, and uh, you know Japanese wrestling was very much into the stables at that point, and he's like, you know, we got to do the same thing. So, yeah, a little more, a little more of the Japanese connection. Okay, all right. See. They haven't been inducted. I, this article that I pulled up from October 23rd of 2018 from Vice Sports says WWE is probably inducting the NWO into the Hall of Fame. WWE began rehabilitating Hulk Hogan's image over the summer, and the latest reunion with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash feels like another test balloon to the gauge reaction for a potential Hall of Fame announcement. So they are not. However, I don't feel that they'll induct them both in the same year, or will they? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think. No, no, no. They're running out of headliners. So. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like, uh, is Big Show in the Hall of Fame? I'm just trying to think of possible headliners. Big Show would be a would, would be a headliner. Undertaker would be a headliner. The NWO you could do uh, as headliners. That would. So that's three years. You know, but then you start running out of people. Chris Jericho has a four-year contract with AEW, so, you know, maybe four or five years from now, Chris Jericho could go into the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. You know, 
I guess if Roman Reigns' career is over, you could put Roman Reigns in the Hall of Fame as a headliner. Um, yeah. So there's five. That, that gives you five years. And, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're seriously running out of star power to, to, be, to headline these Hall of Fame shows. Um, yeah. Which, which, it's interesting, you know. There's not as yeah. big a stars. Is The Rock in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he is. He's got to be, right? Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Why would they not have? I would say yes. I've, I haven't looked. The only uh, reason they want is, is they're saving him. Yeah. Um, China, uh, China still tweets, uh, her friend at quiet cry tweets from her account in her memory and it says we did it they're letting China in she's in hashtag let China in hashtag they are letting China in hashtag WWHOF hashtag WWE hashtag China wow that's weird to see there's a lot out there people are people are pretty excited about China being in um the rock is not in the hall of fame not in the hall of fame that's yeah, there's rumors. There's rumors that this year is going to be the year. Okay. But I think when you're, if you're inducting the NWO, I think that could be your headline. And uh, I don't know if you necessarily want to do the Rock because again, save him for next year. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Oh man, Larcher, I I was thinking of spending a little time talking about baseball, but I know that just put you to sleep. So, well, I uh, could I could log out. I could hang up, and you could you could do uh you could have the the show to yourself and do a good twenty minutes on baseball. No, I mean we're pretty good. I don't have twenty minutes of things here to do really. Well, why don't you deliver some baseball news? Uh, the baseball news is that uh all players are there, and uh and all uh everybody's reported, and spring training is underway. Everybody's still waiting on news about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Where will they end up? Are any of them coming to Chicago to play for one of the baseball teams here? Machado's still, uh, the White Sox are still named as one of the favorites there, but who knows how that's going to end up. That's what I got on baseball, my friend. Huh, very compelling. I know. I, I love a good morning, Machado. It's one of my favorite uh, beverages. Yum. <laughs> well, I don't think that uh I think that all all that needs to be said is uh we we've spoken the word. Yeah, yeah. I think uh I think that's accurate. I like it. I like the echo. <sighs> Can you hear the music? Nope. God damn it. That's a waste of time. What's that? I'm playing. I'm playing deep sleep music, and it, you know nothing works. All right. Uh, well, this this I'll, show uh, would have been hysterical if my uh, sound bites worked and my voices, but no, they don't. We'll figure it out, though. Yep. Thanks for listening. What is a smooth jazz? <laughs> sure. This is uh, oh, Who yeah. by David Byrne. In St. Vincent. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, who be my, my Valentine? Yeah, my name's Al. He's Al. And uh, we do this show weekly. Listen to us. Find us on iTunes. Listen hey, to one us more thing. Yeah. I was thinking the other day while lying in bed, I might change my name to Fred. Fred, you want to go with the second half of your name? Yeah, yeah. I think the first half of my life, I went with the first half of my name. And then the second half of my life, I think I'm just going to go with Fred. Fred Larcher. Fred F. Larcher. So are you, are you going to live to 79 or 80, or are you going to wait for your 40th well, birthday? I, you know, if I drop dead, I drop dead. But, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'd probably wait till 40. I'll make my decision by August 12th. By my 40th birthday, I will decide whether I will continue with the name Al or if okay. uh, Fred will be implemented. If you change it at age 40, then when you turn 81, do you have to change it back and then, like, bounce back every other year? Or how does that work at that point? Well, at that point, I'll be uh, delusioned with, uh, you know, uh, whatever that disease is, that uh, the Alzheimer's, which has my name Dementia. in it, so you know I'm getting it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be confused. That, and you can probably call it. me. No, no, that happens. That's how it works. Um, I, I, I will be confused. You can probably call me Sam and I'd answer. This past weekend, I met a young, a young man, a, new, a newborn that, uh, goes by Liam and his name is William. Uh, All right, Fred. It was not I, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He, his birth name is William and he goes by Liam. Yeah. That's acidine. That is absolutely. How, you know, I was, I was watching the George what, Carlin. I was watching Liam, the George Carlin bit last night on names. Uh huh. You know, the 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 bit actually starts it with, uh, "What kind of name is Todd? Who has the name Todd? What happened to real names like Ed and Al and and then you got and then you know you, you got these." You got these stupid names like Todd, and then you got names like Brent and Kyle. What kind of soft-ass name is Kyle? It was good. But it basically named everybody at Trader Tots. And Scott. <laughs> and, this, and Scott with his fake news being posted on my account. You said some great things about me earlier today. That's all I know. Yeah. Well, you you, you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. Fred. All right, well, keep I'm up, done. Keep, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. All right, Fred. All right, buddy. I'm done. Have I'm a good done. Night, friend. All right, Later. Bye.